Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to another week of Alex McCarthy's Wrestling Daily right here on the Wrestling Daily YouTube channel. Man, if only we had something to talk about in the world of wrestling. Nothing's been going on, Sat. How are you, brother? Mate, I'm good, man. Sat E, the E for this week is evaporated milk. Why not? Nyangi, and also almost a superhero. If you go down here, guys, I am Super Sat. Just for today, Mr. Tuesday evening. Hey, Mac, I'm loving the shirt. You're looking quite snazzy. I'm good, man. We've got lots to talk about. I posted on Twitter about certain, you know, takes that I had. Got quite a few rumblings. I'd like to discuss it with you guys. Wrestling Daily Community, what's up? Like, subscribe. Lizzie Stalin, I know you did it early, so shout out to Lizzie Stalin for doing that. Of course, Mama Nyangi. Mommy, I'm on board. Let's do this. And then my brother, again, using my sister's account. So if you see Grace Nyangi, that's my brother using it, brother Max. Yeah, hey Max, get your own account. Anyway, <laughs> hey Mac, what's good? Not a lot, man. Very busy. Um, as I was telling you before we came on, a lot of, of stuff cooking away for me. A lot of interviews on the horizon. So very excited about that. But as I say, man, the news these days, man, like the last like two, three weeks has been relentless uh it's been absolutely crazy uh max max is in full denial mode maybe it is actually grace oh oh hi hi sis <laughs> good for finally using it yeah go sis yeah <laughs> like you're saying welcome <laughs> but, yes. yeah welcome yeah the real grace the real um, grace yeah so obviously a lot going on that we're going to dive into today and what a day to have the phone in where you guys can obviously come on and have your say as well we welcome all of you good eggs onto wrestling daily what do you think about bray wyatt being let go by wwe what do you think about rick flair getting his release from wwe uh there is a lot going on on top of all of that is adam cole's contract status that we're hearing about he could be out of wwe after SummerSlam. man there's a lot to unpack and that's exactly that is exactly what we're going to do here on Wrestling Daily. So remember, 25 past, you guys will be able to come on and have your say. Uh, oh, man. Nad has a bone to pick today. Come pick it. Come and pick your shit. No, uh, thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. We appreciate you as always. And like the, the fair Lizzie Stallion did at the top of the show, please do give a thumbs up, subscribe, all of that good stuff, please. Uh, we would love to enjoy your custom and grow this Wrestling Daily channel that we love so dearly. Uh, without further ado, let's get into some of the news that's bubbling around at the moment, Sat. Look, uh, straight off the gate, man, I want to know what your reaction was to Bray Wyatt leaving WWE. Uh, mate, shocked. I mean, we've heard so many rumblings, like he took time off for his mental health because, you know, when Brody Lee passed away, apparently, you know, he took it hard. Uh, the WrestleMania booking was quite perplexing because we all thought at WrestleMania would be the end of the Randy Orton Fiend storyline, but he, he ended up losing. And then it seemed like Alexa Bliss absorbed most of the heat of his character. Mate, I feel like with, if you think back to it, Vince McMahon did a, a oh, Max finally got one. Hey, it's the Real McCoy. It is Real McCoy, yes. <laughs> finally, mate. 
Gosh. <laughs> Finally, as The Rock would say. Anyway, Vince McMahon <laughs> did that calling with, with Nick Khan and he made that off joking remark about maybe we should send AEW more wrestlers. And we were all thinking, oh, Vince is just being Vince. But I don't know, man. I'm, I'm shocked. But it may, also makes me think, if they can let a guy like Bray Wyatt go, like, go, like you got guys with lower standings more than Bray Wyatt. Anything can go. I feel like the landscape, the landscape has been changed. You cannot... Like someone like Nikki A.S.H., God forbid, you never know. Tomorrow, who knows? Like mm. anyone can go. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it's free for all. Anyone can go. It's unpredictable. It's exciting and scary at the same time as well. What did you think, mate? It's one of those things, right, where I they cited budget cuts, which they have done for everything since WrestleMania. I could half understand, maybe... Bray Wyatt is somebody who earned a decent wedge. When you look up and down the roster, he's on the probably he's, he's got to be in the top ten, I would imagine. Full time males, what they're earning, and he's been on TV like twice this year. So if you're looking at it from that perspective, WWE might think to themselves, "Oh, we'll be you know justified in that decision. We don't know if he's coming back. We don't know what his health status is. They might be looking at that and thinking, mm, don't know if there's really much in it.'" For us, as selfish as that is, and as much as I don't like it, just looking at WWE's potential outlook. We don't know, though, of course. And I look at the talent of Bray Wyatt, and I think it's fairly obscene to let go of somebody that talented who brought that much to the table. I thought The Fiend, at its apex, was the most interesting character WWE have had in a decade, probably. Agreed. Uh, it was red hot. I thought what he was doing was so fresh and creative. Of course, WWE found a way to ruin it because they were like, well, what's more important? Goldberg getting a title run, of course, uh, because we need Roman to get cheered at WrestleMania. All that, that whole fucking scenario was stupid. Uh, I won't go into it again, but it was stupid. And uh, that they kind of sacrificed the Fiend as a result. And then he was burnt to death by Randy Orton. That was kind of to get him off TV. There were rumblings that he wasn't well. Um, nothing that I wanted to report or anything, but those, you know, uh, rumors, I think you, you know, you saw them popping around. People were saying that he couldn't get med- medically cured, etc. He does pop back up at WrestleMania. I'm not sure um how healthy he was, I guess. Like this is not me again trying to say anything. It's just of course. It wasn't anywhere to be seen before. Hasn't been anywhere to be seen after. It really feels like they just kind of went, can you at least do this, you know, payoff at WrestleMania and then whatever. And he did it, of course. Not a long match. Not, not even five minutes. Like him and minutes. Randy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and of course, you know what the deal is there. Alexa turns on him in the most vague way. And that's the end of the feed. Um, so, but he did appear on the Raw after and kind of said how he was going to, you know, turn over a new leaf and all of this stuff. Didn't happen. Uh, I I look at Bray Wyatt and I think he will be fine. Like, if he wants to continue wrestling, he could probably do so anywhere in the world. Um, I, you know, the guy's creativity. I've seen a lot of people as well kind of say, oh, you know, in ring, uh, in ring, he, he is great. Uh, I just think the Fiend character suppresses a lot of the impressive explosive things that he did do. Like he had tons of great matches with like Cena and Daniel Bryan in particular, their Royal Rumble one was a classic. Um, I just, I look at this and I think, you know, I'm saddened, but not shocked, which, you know, is becoming kind of the patented emotion with WWE. Well, Amac, I want to go back to a point you mentioned about potentially why they released him. Like he's only been used twice uh, this year. Yeah, like you got guys like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar that got a part-time schedule and they earn a lot of money. I mean, if you can do it, if you can make allowances for Bill Goldberg and make allowances for Brock Lesnar, you can also make allowances for Bray Wyatt. No, no. Guy, what, what I'm saying is that, yeah. and, and the point I made after is, you don't know what his medical status is now, right? No, so at yeah. least you know, at least you know of Goldberg. Okay, I'm going to get this amount of dates, whatever. You, you know, again, I don't particularly agree with that business model anyway that WWE perpetrate. I, I certainly wouldn't be paying Goldberg that money. But they are, and they might be looking at why, and he might, you know, he might not be able to come back. Or I, again, we we don't know the full picture. No. All we can say is looking at the landscape, he hasn't been there. So some like you, you can't tell me they don't have any creative for him or need to use him. There must be a reason why he's off TV. Um, 
and and that's probably the that's probably the a, issue. It could be a myriad of, of reasons. It could be he, may, he wants to spend more time with his little, you know, with children or so forth. But the, I think the main issues we've had with Wyndham Rotunda, aka Bray Wyatt, has been his, his the creative direction his character's taken. When the, when like you said, when the Fiend came in, it was one of the most exciting characters we've seen in probably two decades. And then I think from Hell in a Cell and the Booking of Goldberg, they just and then Firefly Funhouse, we've seen that it seemed like a kind of wait that was actually. I'm just getting, I'm getting my, my years mixed up. Firefly Funhouse happened after he lost the title, right? After he lost the Universal title, right? That was... Um, he already had it. He already had Firefly Funhouse when he debuted the character. You mean... Um... Sorry, with Cena, the Firefly Funhouse match. Sorry. Yes, that happened after the Goldberg yeah. stuff. So that, that, that was like the, the saving grace of the character for a bit, but it just been one booking error after another. We can't say he's been misused per se in terms of accomplishments because he's like a three-time world champion in total. You know, he's had uh, times devoted to him, like segments devoted to him. But I guess the way the character's been taken, I mean, the way they've booked like an Undertaker, a Kane and Mankind, it's not like they don't have great track records booking dark gothic characters. It's just with, I guess, with Bray Wyatt and The Fiend, it's just been confusing the last few years about how they've been using him. But you have to remember the thing with Bray as well. That like, yeah, I, I agree with what you say in, in the sense that he had a lot or did do a lot in WWE, but they never really went with him. And I made this point on Twitter. Like he, it was right there in front of them so many times in these stories. Like, he, do you remember that little stare down here with Triple H where he just like gently caressed the title? The yeah. crowd went literally ape shit. Like it was right there. And again, they still didn't know what to do with it. They put him in the feud with Randy Orton. There is no earthly reason why Randy Orton needed to be the one who went over in that feud. Right. They culminated it. WrestleMania 33 and he took down the evil Bray Wyatt and worms in the ring and all that shit. Like, cool. There was no reason. Like in that feud, it's the most lopsided feud in the history of professional wrestling. Like he, <laughs> first of all, Randy burns down his house, right? Yeah. He loses them the tag titles. He then takes the title off Wyatt at 33, right? He beats him in that um, horrendous house of horrors, house of horrors match, yeah. um, which is still to this day horrendous. Then they reignite this several years later with The Fiend, whose whole gimmick is redeeming the people that have wronged him in the past. And then he gets burned alive and loses at WrestleMania again. I, What did Bray Wyatt do to Randy Orton? I, I, obviously, it's not Randy who decides these things. But it's just like, what? Like, I don't physically understand where that story was going. It, it's just, I, I again... There were several times and several moments where they could have said, we want Bray to be the guy, and they never did it. He he, he had a good cause, or you know, and I think Undertaker's streak had been broken at, the, at this point, but he could have been someone that you viably said should have broken it when he was on that rise. Um, the storyline with Daniel Bryan, I get it. Daniel Bryan got so hot that they couldn't deny it. But again, like, Bray Wyatt is always the casualty, and that is the problem. Like... And it got to the point, and I was like this before The Fiend happened, because I thought there was nothing wrong with Bray Wyatt, the cult leader. You know, at its apex, when it had Brody Lee and Eric Rowan and Braun Strowman, it was like, man, that's a great group. Just let Bray Wyatt run right over Raw, right? Just do it. But they, again, they never did. Um, and it got to the point where that character just couldn't be saved because he would win some battles but he never, ever won the wars. Lost ever. The wars, yeah. Ever. He never went over anyone in a feud. And you just get to the point where it was a bit like Dolph Ziggler in 2013-14. Like, you just get beaten into the ground. And you're like, oh, he's never going to be the guy. Ever. My, my, Even, you said free champion. Free time yeah, champion. Yeah, free time champion, yeah. I would, I would love you to calculate exactly combined how long he was champion. From Chamber to Mania, the other one was like a day. Um, yeah. It's it just... It's just Mate, there's not a lot going on there for him, I'm afraid. Man, uh, I'm just hoping that... Could people say AEW? Because I think AEW is becoming full. I mean, the great thing about the wrestling landscape today is you've got you've got New Japan, you've got you know Ring of Honor, yes, even Impact, MLW. There's many places he can go on to. He may not want, want to do wrestling. He may want to go into comic books or make make films or you know expand yeah. his creative palette. 
But it is a shame, like you said, how they, they've treated Bray Wyatt. I mean, I feel like they've come so close, always on the cusp. He's always on the cusp of breaking out, especially when you think back when he had that tweener run, when he teamed up with Roman Reigns, then he got injured or wherever it was. I mean, he's always been that on the cusp. That like then... it could have been something, yeah. So, yeah, that, that's rubbish, man. But that's the thing as well. Like, you look at, um, in terms of, like, Bray Wyatt and what he could have been or could have done, you know, that we've given several examples um i think maybe the biggest misstep of his whole career was the seth rollins match ahead in a cell now i interviewed seth rollins after this and let me tell you something seth rollins was in no mood to forgive anyone <laughs> for what happened that day I can imagine. he feel, he, he full-on believes he was like thrown under the bus the booking was all wrong and he's right because seth rollins's babyface momentum was dead from that match onwards no look, the fiend Red hot, but for some reason, Vincent Mann was like, Oh, well, we're booking him like a heel, and Seth Rollins has to overcome. No, that's not, it's very nuanced these days, right? People don't want to do that. Um, and the fiend was way too hot for them to see somebody overcome them, much less the kind of match that they would then put on, which is about 79 finishes and a no contest in a hell in a cell. Oh, let's not even go back to that, man. It was uh, just, it was bad, it, it, that didn't help anyone, and I feel like from there onwards. Right, it was a bit of a downward trajectory for the fiend. Of course, it was only a few months later Goldberg would beat him. So it's um, it. I, I feel sorry for Bray Wyatt because I just don't feel like he was utilized the way he could have been. He could have been a guy like th- one of your main guys, um, one of the most interesting characters. But they just didn't do it. Let's talk about the titular news again before we work welcome people on here, and it's in relation to Rick. Flair, now the Rickster himself, old Nature Boy. Um, of course, we heard yesterday that he departed WWE. WWE confirmed this today. Rick Flair put out his own statement that said, "I am officially able." This is very. By the way, he he capitalised every single word in this, which is very oh, jarring. Please, yeah. It's like, come on, Rick. Uh, I am officially able to respond to all the press related to my requested release from WWE, which they have given me. I want to make it really clear with everyone that I'm not upset with WWE at all. They solely are responsible for putting me in the position of life that I'm in right now, financially, uh, where I'm seen in the brightest light ever. We have a different vision for my future. I wish them nothing but continued success. Thank you for everything. Nothing but respect now it's worth pointing out sat that uh fightful and wrestling inc were the ones to break this news and fightful even went as far as to say that flair had asked for his release after um calling vincent man and having some qualms with recent creative now fightful didn't specify whether it was charlotte flair related or not although i've seen other outlets do that uh 72 year old rick flair released from a cushy WWE deal. Uh, what do you think this is all about? What's the real intention? Is this WWE cost-cutting again? Did Rick rub them the wrong way? How do you interpret these events? In the words of the man, what's causing all this? Woo! <laughs> I think it's all, all the above, to be honest. I think it's a combination. I think... The wrestling landscape of today, Ric Flair is much more viable today than he was when he left after he retired in that match with Shawn Michaels. There's many slots you can fit him in. He can see that he's not really doing much in the WWE, even though he's enjoying nice cushy money. You've got, you know, Nick Khan checking his expenses, who these people were paying, what are they doing? Since the Lacey Evans storyline kind of plateaued because, you know, real life pregnancy so forth, Ric Flair hasn't done much. He's been dumped again by Charlotte because they keep him doing the same storylines where she berates him. And then um, I, a part of me don't think he would call Vince McMahon to speak about Charlotte because there's many reasons. He's once said, I can't, don't quote me on this, I think I read it somewhere, that he doesn't want to put any heat on Charlotte. So I don't think he would call up on her behalf to say anything because he's worried about r- rubbing, you know, her getting residual heat from anything he may yeah. say. I don't think he would ever call up saying, hey, you're booking my daughter really great like Triple H in 03. Uh, you know, keep on, you know, that, that I mean, Ric Flair is known for being selfless. He's known for like, hey, we got this blonde jacked up next 
Hulk Hogan want to be want you to put him over? And he's like, okay, if he can do business, I'll do it. Ric Flair's a selfless guy, so I don't think the creative is about Charlotte. I think it's more because they probably weren't using him. He's Ric Flair. He needs to, you know, he needs the limelight. He needs to feel the energy of the people. So I feel like it's more that. I don't see him calling up, hey, brother, oh, whoa, how you use my daughter, man? <laughs> so wrong. I don't. Except, come on, hey, man, that's like, stupid. That was- that was like four wrestlers in one, right there, man. I, I kind of realized where I was going. I was like, no, 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 don't do the the nature. He's done the, the brother like that nature. No, yeah, don't, <laughs> don't don't brother off, Rick. Um... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Yeah, I think, you know, like you just said, uh, obviously he says it in his thing there, that they just had difference of opinion on what his future looks like. Uh, They tried to use him um, during the pandemic era uh, where he was kind of central to Randy Orton getting back to his top heel self, right? I mean, unless we forget, last year Randy Orton was really hot for a period of time. Um, and Randy Orton was alongside him at that. Uh, sorry, Ric Flair was alongside him with that. He ends up getting punted. So he played his role there. But other than that, there hasn't been much for Rick, granted. Uh, And, of course, the Lacey Evans storyline being the latest that you mentioned earlier this year, she gets, I don't know if I should even say it like this, shoot pregnant. And, uh, and then you know, yeah. (laughs) Uh, And then that was it. Like, obviously, that storyline was put out of its misery, to be honest, because it was terrible anyway. Um, It just... ah, The the momentum is really against WWE right now. Like, do you know what I mean? I... And I don't know whether that's because AEW just seems to be doing everything well. And I know WWE loyalists are going to hate me saying that, but they are. Like, they're selling out stuff. Their shows are doing good ratings. They're making moves. that are, you know, I, I, I sent out a tweet not long ago, and it was something to the effect of, I can't believe WWE have got Keith Lee, Andrade, and Alistair Black just sitting around doing nothing, right? And, like, six months on, where are we? And them two are in AEW. Yeah, and them two guys are in AEW looking, you know, having a great time. And AEW, that, that's what I think they've done really well. They've picked up the right people. Uh, it's just, it's very hard to make a compelling case with WWE. I was, on the, I was on the train home today and I was just sitting there thinking, I was like, man, like, it seems too much to overturn, like, you know, AEW to, like, usurp WWE. But the more and more I feel, like, I think about it, it just feels like the tide's turning, right? And and I saw Jericho say something. Um, well, I don't know if it's actually released yet, but you you guys will see it soon. We've inside the ropes. And um, he basically says, when the next TV deals are up, right? And they're close to Raw right now. They're really not that far off. They're, the peak of Dynamite this week did 1.4. Uh, 
I know that's not the average rating, but the peak of it was 1.4. Um, so that's really not that far behind Raw, which is doing like 1.8. Uh, the demographic as well was also very close. And Chris Jericho was basically saying, um, I could probably get the quote up, but meh. Uh, eventually, when the, ne- when the next TV deals are up, AEW are going to be very close to the billions that WWE make. Or WWE are going to climb down from what they're making now. Either way, the gap is going to close exponentially. And once AEW are directly competing with WWE's main and primary income, then Vince McMahon, who says they are not competition, he will start feeling the heat because they will start directly hurting his pockets, right? And I think Jericho's right. When the next TV deals are up, AEW are going to be in a much better position. They're going to make much more money. They're going to grow even more powerful. And before you know it, like right now, it looks like there's a ton of talent, Adam Cole included, who are looking at their situation and going, I think I'd rather be on the other team. There aren't many people in AEW saying the other way around, are there? No. No, no. And if that trend continues, I think like the way WWE have got so kind of complacent with the way they, and I love WWE. Let me state state this clearly: like the, the whole reason I fell in love with wrestling in the first place. But the longer like this company kind of stays in their own little bubble where they feel like they can just mistreat people as they see fit and cast people to the side if they don't feel like it, or you know they have their own little weird punishment rituals which wouldn't fly in any other workplace in the world. No. Um, you know, and more people are looking at AW and thinking, that looks a lot more fun over there. Uh, and I just feel like it's a very, uh, like I said, maybe I think about too much of it on the train because I don't think it's going to happen like imminently. But I think Jared goes on to something. In the next few years, if this cycle continues, if you get CM Punk, if you get Daniel Bryan, um, you know, Adam Cole as well, like Jesus Christ, what a roster they've got. And they're knocking it out of the park on TV right now. It's like they're firing all cylinders. And WWE, did you, did you watch Raw last night? I, I watched it uh, this morning. It's like, it. like rematch mania. Rematch mania. It's like, Jesus Christ, give me something. Like, and this is what I always say about AEW and WWE. Like, WWE seems like they're really stuck in like a formula. And when they try to think of storylines, they like, they think they try too hard. They're like, oh, this is good. You know what I mean? Then they come up with stuff like Lazy, Lazy Evans. Um, whereas AEW, like, nothing feels routine. No, it doesn't. To me. No nothing. rematches. No, no week. Yeah, rematches is one thing, but still, like, storylines, they, they haven't really got many similar stuff either. I just, they, you know, I, I get it. They're fresh and, you know, the creative walls and all, all of this great stuff. But just WWE, man, I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, how can they really have to? They're going to do like a draft at the end of the year or in October. Like the way they get rid of people, can they really have two brands? Like I, I think it's getting a bit shallow with all these rematches, man. But there you go. Agree, anyway, man. what do you think anyway? Because I just ranted. But no, no, um, it's, it's, our, it's our show. Listen to you, Mike. You, you know, you, you had the floor, and I, I enjoy when you go off and, you know, express how you feel. I mean, you're not your professional in the field. How I feel is first of all, in the Ric Flair part with, with Cody Rhodes and, and Tony Khan, I definitely see him going AEW. I mean, hearing for the first time in what, in 20 something years, the nature boy Ric Flair in TNT, that's too much cachet to, to miss out on. And so I feel like definitely we'll see him even make an appearance. There's many things they can do with Ric Flair in AEW. So I think he's AEW bound. I mean, Andrade is over there. For me, he's a no brainer. I even, I even say that I, I can even see Charlotte, once her contract's up, I can see her going AEW as well. She doesn't seem like a lifer to me. She got into a wrestling business to honor her, honor her brother. Her I brother. can see, yeah, so people need to remember that because I got into a Twitter, not a Twitter dispute, but I kind of got into a debate about if Charlotte would leave Louis Dango, actually. We got in a little bit, you know, he, he didn't agree with what I said about Charlotte going to AEW. I think she would go to AEW. I mean, she's in love. Once she gets married, I think that's a, that's a shoe-in. But in terms of AEW, the tide is shifting. You know, rumor has it that, you know, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, potentially Adam Cole. Could, but it, it would take a lot of persuading on WWE part saying, hey, if you go to the main roster, you'll be used a certain way. Because I feel like WWE, weirdly enough, as much as he would fit in with AEW, WWE need um, Adam Cole more in AEW because they don't, don't have think, Daniel. I don't think. Don't? I don't think. I don't think Vince thinks that. But I understand why you think that. 
I meant like, yeah, of course. That's what I'm saying. Vince doesn't think logically. Between you and I in the wrestling daily community, Vince McMahon is probably the reason why all of this is happening. It's a shame because he's the chairman. No one can go above him, but he's the main reason why everything's gone stale. And the irony yeah. is he tends to get rid of people when they get too old and he needs to look in the mirror. Vin Man, I mean, I love Vince McMahon. He's, he's given us wrestling. This platform that we have today is because of Vince McMahon's, you know, he helped kickstart sports entertainment and so forth. Yeah. But yeah. Vince McMahon is so over the hill, it, it's ridiculous. But like I was saying, AEW, exciting times, but I'm also worried about the tide will shift, but also certain wrestlers will get less time as well. Because when you're bringing in new wrestlers, you have to create opportunity in time. Someone like Christian, who's been in AEW for a couple of months, is feeling more more like old news as, as new people come along. I mean, the news about Bray Wyatt potentially going to AEW. We haven't had the debut yet of potentially CM Punk and Brian Danielson. So much going on in the wrestling landscape. It's quite hard to you know keep our head on straight to you know navigate all the information coming in. Mm. I must say, uh, I saw this comment and it perplexed me. So I want to go back and uh, and get it. Mary Pansel Dan, who I like, by the way, very much. AW is no fairy tale land. At the end, it is a business. I do not think this wonderful time will last for long. By every metric, their business is doing really, really well, Dan. So um, I don't think there's any reason to think that's going to nosedive. They seem to be surging. And the whole point of that conversation is WWE is heading in the other direction by the same metrics. They're not, you know, I'm not saying they're hemorrhaging money or anything. They're really not. They're setting records every single year, primarily because of their TV deals, Saudi Arabia tours, all of this stuff, right? That's the billions that they bring in. Um, the argument is, if the product continues to go stale like it is, which I think most people can't deny that it is, um, well, Raw especially, will they keep those contracts? Will they keep that money? Um, and will the gap get close? And I think the heart of both businesses, as well infrastructured as WWE is, is the product at the end of the day a good product is the underpin of everything else and i feel like maybe wwe have lost sight of that that's just my opinion uh shall we get some callers but before i do that uh we do have to remind you that if you don't want to have your face on camera if you just want to chuck a cat amongst the pigeons wrestletalk.com forward slash wrestling daily is how you get your ultra chats in let them in for us we would love to hear what you have to say um you can dictate the show at any given time so feel free to do that and we will circle back at the end of the show and also while you're here and i see over 200 of you are watching this live right now thumbs up give us that tremendous thumbs up and a subscribe that would be absolutely lovely let's move on to the calling satini angi um i see nad lurking hello brother how are you? I am good. I wanted to uh, address anyone who's concerned with AEW signing CM Punk and Daniel Bryan and how that would affect uh, Hangman Adam Page's involvement with the world championships here. The thing is, I understand we live in the age of instant gratification. We want everything immediately. But this storyline is so good. It's like a, a fine wine. We have to savor it. We have to enjoy it because once it's done and over with, there's no going back. So I don't understand why people are so insisting on, uh, you know, ending the feud and letting uh, Hangman Adam Page win the championship this early. I know it's been a couple of years in the making, but mm. there are so many levels that we've yet to to touch on. What do you guys think? I think I think the main point that um, many might have missed, and I'm not totally sure on the due date, but I'm sure Adam Page's partner is due soon. Um, like, this, this has been... I've seen a lot of this in the news, that that might be a reason that he might not be on the all-out card because he's going to be around for that, or they don't want to factor it in there. Uh, I, I would have liked to have seen it culminate at all-out, just because, poetically, I think it would have made a lot of sense. Um, that's like two full years... Of story, do I think that it hangs on the fact if it's at all out or not? No, I don't. I do think you know, and I would trust AEW to stretch it. Um, however, I do think of all the money moments, right, that AEW possibly has. To me, that that is as high as all of them. I think it's going to be absolutely monumental when Hangman Page finally does that, and he will arrive as like a true monster, homegrown. 
for you know, I know he's been a ring of honor now, but you know what I'm trying to say. Homegrown like babyface. He he will be theirs. Um, and I think that's very, very important. So uh, again, I, I mean, I'll throw it to Sat here. I don't, I don't think it's the be all and end all, but would I have liked it to happen all out? Yeah, I, I would have. So um, the reason why they shouldn't leave it so long, there's two guys that come into mind. There's Tetsuya Naito and another young man called Braun Strowman. Two uh, guys that had momentums. Two guys, you know, on the cusp of breaking out. They took such a long time. And when they finally came for them to finally get pushed, Naito did okay, but Braun Strowman is not unemployed. He's someone that was very hot a few years ago. And because it took such a long time, the fan interest dwindled. I'm, if it was like 20 years ago... We've been conditioned for instant gratification, like you said. So we can't wait for too long. If we feel like his push is dipping a little bit, the, the, the tide would turn slightly. These wrestling fans can be very fickle. Just like that, instantly it's over. The hype is over. The heat is gone. So as unfortunately, it's not happening all out, but I'm hoping it happens this year. That's the only thing I can say. I hope it happens this year because I feel like the storyline's been great. Hangman, before he had this storyline with Kenny, Kenny Omega, was actually, you know, circling the drain, not really doing much. He had little bit fuse everywhere, but we all knew that's where it was going, that, that Kenny Omega was going to lose the title to Hangman Page. And I hope they don't, you know, change course. And for the proper rating, they give it to one of the new guys that might come in. I hope they stay on the direction they're on. That's the only thing I'm mm. saying. If they leave it too long, Braun Strowman. Yeah. I mean, And the thing is, I don't think Strowman would have probably even had the one run that he did were it not for Roman Reigns dropping out of WrestleMania. He probably isn't a world champion today, right? Mm. Which is interesting. Uh, Abdan Everdale makes a good point, saying there's more mileage in Kenny as the belt collector. Still too early for him to drop the title to Hangman. I, I, I agree and disagree in the sense that, yes, there is more things you can do with Kenny. Absolutely is. Um, I still don't think it's too early. Like, when the, when the story kicked off with Hangman, I was excited, right? I was like, oh, wow, okay. Uh, I thought a bit sooner than I thought, but at the same time, I'm here for it. So I think either way you push it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't believe that you would scupper anything by putting Hangman as the main champion. I really don't. But by the same token, if that's not what's going to happen at All Out, who's to say that it's directly as a result of CM Punk and Daniel Bryan? Who knows? You can only plug one of them into the top spot. Um, and I would hazard a guess that Darby Allen and Sting are... Punk bound, maybe just by what we saw in Dynamite. I don't know if that's the case, but it seemed like that was being teased. So I don't know, man. It, it's a very tough one, but I, I don't think you can lose either way. Would be my answer personally. What, what about you, Ned? I mean, honestly, uh, I see a lot of uh, depth with um, Hangman Adam Page going on a downward spiral, uh, drifting away from the Dark Order, resorting to alcoholism. Like even further into alcoholism, and then you know, <laughs> imagine more. the pop when they, yeah, even more, because I feel like he he is a role model and it's a good story to tell. I mean, him reuniting with the Dark Order eventually to then win the title, I see like, sort of like uh, Okada when he lost the title and painted his hair red and became this madman. It was nice to see like a different level to to to, to Hangman, something we're not used to yet. Yeah, so I, I feel like uh, maybe they should go into that. I thought Hangman in the Dark Order was so cool last week. I really did. Oh, yeah, the um, so Great. cool. Um, anyway, thank you, Nad. Appreciate your call, brother. Um, looks Thanks like it's me, not going to be. Looks like it's not going to be Adam Page at all out. So your wish shall be granted. Um, we will You'll catch see. you later on, my friend. Yeah, indeed. Uh, D Minor is in the car. What are you doing, brother? That's got to be illegal. Okay. <laughs> You're a bad man. <laughs> I'm good. How's... I'm good. You but good? How are, how's everybody doing on this Tuesday on Tuesday morning? Uh, day it is. You cut out yeah. a little bit, D-Miner. Cutting out a bit. Not going to lie. Oh, I think the cut... so how you guys doing today on this Tuesday <laughs> It's Tuesday evening for us, yeah, yeah mate. Yeah, we're not too bad. <laughs> D-Minor, you need to pull over somewhere safe so we, we can chat to you. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to be responsible aiding for anything that happens yeah. to you. We're not be aiding and abetting <laughs> driving while podcasting. <laughs> aiding and abetting. I can't, I can't endorse. I just, I, 
I literally just pulled into a parking lot. I'm fine. Oh, they've got you! Oh, no. Oh, there we go. <laughs> no one's got no one's got me. No one does that anything. But, uh, uh, if, you've, if, you've pulled, if, if you've pulled over, brother, tell us. What do you want to talk about? So, of course, the as, as Alex said, the titular news. Mm. Uh, stuff. I want to talk about the Bray Wyatt stuff because that man was a genius. He was this generation's... To me, he was like this generation's Mick Foley. He did so much just to entertain us, show creativity, and look what has got him. He's just gone. Like, now he just released. It's so much talent, so much brilliance that that man put into the world, and now it's just all for not type of thing. And I don't, I don't want to make it seem like, you know, gloom and doom, stuff like that, but he had so much potential in WWE, and they did nothing with him. It's, 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 you it know, gets you, to when the point. You, when you have... you, sorry, I was just going to say, it gets to the point where you kind of start to lose faith in your favorite superstars, right? Like, because WWE just has this habit of not handling them the way that us fans are hoping for and pining for. And Bray Wyatt, there are years of examples of that for him, which it, it, iterations of examples. And it's like, that's the most sad thing that it, they had it right in front of them. And can, how many people can you trust WWE to do the right thing with? Like even this Roman Reigns character, which by all accounts is amazing. I think it's been widely known that it's pretty much him and Heyman that, push for that when he came back. It's not, it's not like a WWE brainchild is what I'm saying. I don't know. If you... I think I'm losing you guys a little bit. Oh, ah, did, no. oh, did you not get what Amax said? What part What part did you get stuck on? <laughs> Any of it. It was it was sounded like very robotic for a while. But it just came back in. Oh, well, either way, I'm saying I don't know if you can trust WWE to create like these characters, man. Like, how, how are you feeling with the product like, at the moment? Uh, if, if you see someone like Bray Wyatt fade away, are there people that you fear for, that you got to have high hopes for? So, I mean, it, it, of course, I'm going to, I'm honestly going to fear for the whole Nikki ASH stuff because, mm. uh, like I said, I, I don't, I don't watch WWE anymore. I watch like the clips and stuff on YouTube. I listen to, you know, the podcast for, like, different people. And from what I'm hearing, the way they're booking her, it just makes no sense. Um, carrying cross stuff, I can kind of get what it is. It does kind of seem like it's a burial of NXT. Uh, I mean, Keith Lee, I'm always just, like, curious what they're going to do with him. Mm. I'm kind of hoping – and I – I don't want to wish a release or be like, oh, well, I, I hope they can just sit out their contract that way they can go somewhere else. I don't want to be the type of person because I want, like, I, it's people that I want to see on TV and I want them to be happy. But at the same time, it's like, why, like, if you can't be happy at a place where they sought after you, gave you all this money, and then they just, just basically putting you on the shelf and making you lose, why be there? Or, in the case of like Bray, it's you show up, you try to do something creative, try to bring in new things, and then they just like, oh, well, we have nothing for you, and then they release you. So it, it's a lot of people that I am like concerned for, <laughs> but at the same time, it's just you never know what might happen. We've been, we've been seeing that with Damian Priest, where he came in, did the whole bad bunny thing, and then he was gone for like, I don't even know how long. And then now he finally comes back and he's still doing basically the same thing. He's still feuding mm -hmm. with The Miz and John Morrison. There's like, where is the rest? Why isn't he facing, why is he going up with Sheamus? Why isn't he going for the U.S. title? Why isn't he getting into Bobby Lashley's face being like, hey, I want to fight. Why is he fighting other people? Mm. Stuff. It's tough, Sat, isn't it? To, uh, to, to get behind some of these decisions, man. Like, it's... Uh... It's a puzzling thing because I think for WWE, their culture so long is like our ideas. Like they don't it almost it's almost like an anti-Bray Wyatt space in the sense that they don't really want people that push the envelope creatively. They want you to kind of fit in 
to what they want. And I guess maybe that's the prime difference between there and not just AW, but many other promotions. Well, to, yeah. to be fair, and to that's be the fair, sad part about it. Because, well, oh, sorry, sorry, to be fair, uh, um, Damien Priest has been pushed. Uh, the issue the, when he disappeared is because apparently he had lingering injuries they put off until after WrestleMania. And it was only recently he had a match with Sheamus last week, and he is he's planning to challenge unites this title it hasn't been made official yet but they are mm. making slow progress with him and he's been winning his matches if not to the satisfaction of the way we want it because we've seen the the damien priest of nxt how he was booked to perfection the main roster damien priest he's hang, hanging around with you know with goofy stuff at the moment you know with the drip stick and so forth but he's been booked you know slowly up the card so just to let you know don't worry damien priest doing okay for now And I know, I know what D-Minor means though, because he is still working Morrison and stuff. Like I get, yeah. I get what he means. I get. It, what he it's means. it's that it's that complacency where it's just like it's just the same thing over and over. It's you've beaten these same guys like ten times now. Why is it there anything more? Yes, him going up famous. That is a little bit of progress. I get that, and thank you for mentioning that. Said that's um that because watching clips and stuff i probably should watch more of the show but when it just comes to just seeing the same like we said it's it's rematch mania it, what is like it's like rematch mania 13 at this point what is like <laughs> you keep seeing the same thing over and over the e- even when it comes to promos like lis- listening to the fight sean is just like he could predict everything they were going to say and he was right i i even do the same thing when i'm just like when I used to watch uh, Raw and SmackDown and stuff, like I could automatically already know what was going to happen, what was going to be said, everything. It's it's stagnant. It is to to quote from SmackDown, it's missionary. It's literally that. <laughs> missionary is not bad, man, guys. I don't know why it gets a bad rap. Missionary is not bad. It's, it's bad all person. The, it's bad all the time. What? Of hey, it's man. bad all the time. It's not bad. It's it's, it's nice. You got to switch it up, brother. You're like four four two. I'm playing four three three out here. What? <laughs> Question. Just quickly to get on something. The whole Finn Balor situation. If I was Finn Balor, I would do what Cactus Jack did when he turned on the crowd in '98 because they were cheering for Austin. He should turn the heel for his. That was his contract with his name. Amac. In what world in business your name's on the contract for SummerSlam? Yet Sati Nyangi signs it, and then it's okay, oh. right? Right. Brother, that's so stupid. Um, I thought the whole thing was was ridiculous. Um, Finn Balor should beat up Adam Pearce. I'm sorry. I should go. I should wait down the estate agents. Right? Somebody goes to buy a mansion, and I jump that man, and I say, "Oh, I'm going to sign that contract. That's mine. It's my house now." Apparently, that's how it works. Uh, anyway, D Minor has come back, and he's. We'll let you finish your point, D Minor, please. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's it, it basically just, just. I'm sorry. I think it's gonna have it's gonna have to go. Can you hear I me? think. Kind of, but it's no good, my friend. I'm still here. I don't know. Oh god, I don't know what's going on. My my phone is being <laughs> crappy today. Don't worry, brother. Don't worry. Uh, but, it was still but a good basically, call. Ba- ba- yeah, me. Basically, what I'm just trying to say is WWE just needs some some shaking up. It needs new ideas. It needs to push more people to the same people every single time. It just needs to be different. Yes, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not an AEW mark. I do love the fact that AEW doing stuff different. It's something new. There are certain stuff that I still that still needs to be changed with AEW, but it, they're growing and trying to improve on themselves. With WWE, it's just. It, it's it's like the roller like a roller coaster. It just keeps going up and up and up, and, but you're just waiting for that drop, and it feels like it's never happening. It just mm. like it, it's trying to build like it's. I, I I don't even I don't even call it Monday Night Raw anymore. I call it Monday Night Massacres because it's just like every single Monday we are just torturing ourselves. Being like, and I, I know you guys got to feel it too. Where it's just like 
oh, I got to watch this show. I'm going to say the same thing I did last week. Maybe mm. something new might happen. Maybe. Fingers crossed. But other than that, it's just torture. And that's basically what it is. And it's painful when you love something. And I do love WWE, right? Like I said, it's it's what got me into wrestling in the first place. So it's kind of painful to see it in the place where it is when I know how good it can be or has been. That's what makes it difficult. But objectively, and I get that there are like WWE defenders out there and people that are passionate about it and don't want to have this conversation. But like, I don't think I could take anyone serious who would sit here and say to me that Raw is a better product than dynamite because it, it just isn't like i i would love to hear anyone who could make that argument for me i really would but um that's all we that's all where we're coming from right it's like what's good what isn't it's that simple there's no like battle lines there's no like bias it's just what is good and what is not anyway speaking of what's not uh our connection d minor is not amazing so brother we're gonna let you go and get callum on my man uh, hopefully we'll hear from you next week you're always somewhere you're never in the same spot when we talk I'm 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 a I'm always in a different place, man. You never know where I'll be. We'll speak to you next week when you're on like a boat or something. Let's on the moon, <laughs> you know. Right, the moon. Next, 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 the moon. next week on a new next week on a new segment, minor moments. Oh, oh, oh. oh damn, yeah. Get the graphics uh, ready. All right. You got it. Uh, all right, brother. Take care of yourself, D Minor. Always love right, brother. See you guys. Uh here he is, big Callum. How are you, brother? Uh, Oh. <laughs> vent, vent, my friend, if that's what you've come to do. 42 names within a space of seven months. Mm. That's a rumble. That's right enough. That's a rumble. You could, have a new, you could do a new promotion. You could, you could build a new promotion or you could hear a Thursday night show or a Tuesday night show or whatever night free you have free from WWE. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. Do you see anything positive coming out from this? Any light in the tunnel? <laughs> well, heck, the only thing positive I've seen in the wrestling news recently is everything that happened in PWG over the weekend. Mm, Malachi Black's back in business. Because it's back in business and they brought Super Dragon back. Mm. Another um, return. He's returned. Isn't he returned like every return. 10 years or something? He, yeah, he always doesn't return. It's stupid amount of years. I think it's probably six, seven years. It's been since like Steam, uh, Kevin Owens was on the Indies and they've decided potentially to partner him up with Tommy End and Brody King. I saw this after the show. They had like yeah. a little union. I saw this. Yeah, very interesting, man. Um, I, like, again, I, I would never want this show to be like a depressing show, right? I want the good eggs to have a good time and talk about the wrestling that they love. It's the thing. I mean, you don't woe me, Callum. You've come on here like, you know, <laughs> I don't know what. Like, you're thinking about calling it a day. I don't know, brother. You need to... Barrow Corbin, the situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling this the main event. This ain't no pre-show. I mean, we are the pre-show to Love Island. We are the no. pre-show to Love Island. Yeah, don't we say are. that, Mac. No, <laughs> I don't watch it. it. No. All right, I right. take it back. I take it back. But also, I do watch Love Island. But um, listen, what I will say um, for things like, you know, even Ring of Honor as well, man, has some good shows. Um, there, there is a lot of wrestling to enjoy at the moment, um, and I've always. Ring of Honor has been good. AEW always good. Japan mm. Japanese stuff is getting it, it's dipping. Even I feel like, like, even GCW is actually is actually done pretty alright since Nick, since okay Gage has lost the title to Matt Cardona, but they're making they're gonna make their money. Big business, big business. Yeah. Uh, impact as well. I like impact, but I mean, I mean that's the thing. Like, I feel like we're embarking on a few weeks where it's going to be super interesting, right? The United mm. Center for AEW is essentially sold out. Um, I think that's twenty three thousand that they can hold there, it's, and yeah. But then it's, I, it's I would be stunned if it wasn't CM Punk's debut. Stunned if it wasn't yeah. his debut. Why would you put on a show that's an arena that is bigger than All Out, by the way, 
that they're mm. holding in the same city a couple of weeks later. It's a last minute show that they've put together and tried to sell. I would be genuinely stunned if he wasn't a part of that. I, I, I can't imagine another reason you go balls to the wall other than that. And the worst thing is, if he wasn't there, people would be fuming. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the expectation. Like, don't put on the show if you can't deliver what you know people are going to expect. So um, this is that, a- that's, that's the thing. But anyway, we're embarking on a, on a hot period. And it should be hot yeah. as well for WWE because of SummerSlam. It's the second biggest yeah. show of the year. But then... It should be hot. We always get... It's always the same between Mania and SummerSlam. We always get this dip period every single year. We always get a dip period. And then after SummerSlam, it usually starts to rebuild. It's like the football, it's like the football season. Like, over the summer, it's usually pretty... It's mediocre. And then after SummerSlam, bang, you usually get a... Half, a half decent run. Well, it depends, depends what you think about Survivor Series. I would have thought, isn't that right, Sat? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Number three, Survivor Series over the last like five years has had its moments. Callum, before we let you go, brother, Adam Cole to AW. Do you think it's happening? There is a storyline there, but well, he's dead. It's- to the elite, dead, poisoned, think, dead. Yeah, yeah, I don't think you. I think I don't think you'll go directly to AEW, but you might be in a company partnered with AEW. Mm. Okay, like, that's interesting. I can see him more likely. I can see him more likely going to Japan. Yeah, in, in a time like this. Or strong? Well, do you mean New Japan strong? In, like he might be. Well, heck, he might go to New Japan and go and do strong. Strong. In start building up that division because right now the American division over in New Japan's not the best. But then if you have mm. a big name like Adam Cole, it's somebody you can build a promotion around. I don't know. I think the money. But- Britt Baker, everything. Anyway, yeah. thank you very much, brother. I appreciate you coming on the show once again, Callum. You know, you've 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 had to hold the slack this week. No, Tyler, you're holding up the last fan standing podcast. Yeah, I have no clue where he is at. I'm gonna. His internet's bad. Oh, I'm doing in the kitchen too. I'm losing my internet. I'll be it on the bad. floor. All right, brother. Take it easy. Off you get. And that leaves us with Baba. Hey, well, everybody! Everybody seems down at the minute, so I brought somebody to cheer people up. Ah, hello. Ow. She's not happy, but she's here. She's not happy. Sit down. Run wild. What's the cat's name? Lily. Lily. Oh shit! Alexa Bliss vibe. All right. <laughs> like, like that, Lucian. At least she's five uh, years older than that thing. Let's not talk about that thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're so used to like this being the daily dog show that now the cats have run amok um the dog just to went to bed good. about 10 minutes before like the show started couldn't happen oh well yeah fair play to the dogs it's got the right idea if you ask me um <laughs> Bubba, what oh, are you just... thinking sorry yeah. on uh, in relation to the signings we we're talking about mate right rick flair punk brian Adam Cole imminently apparently or supposedly on the market talk to me I don't I don't see Cole leaving he seems to be enjoying his time in WWE he's talked that extension so I don't see why he would leave I wouldn't I wouldn't be against him leaving but he seems to be enjoying himself too much where he is He's friends with AEW people. I'm not denying it, but he's enjoying his time with WWE. Why would he want to leave? It's, it's it could be a bit. Stagnant. If he wanted I mean, to leave, he could have just left when he yeah, his contract. Well, is he, he, well he's gonna. Yeah, it could be because apparently it's <laughs> the mean, Kyle O'Reilly storyline. In, in my defense, I've I've not been paying attention to the news. I've been all right. working all week. Let, let, let me let me lay this out for everyone here. Um, and I was told about this maybe two weeks ago. He signed a short term deal so that he could put Kyle O'Reilly over SummerSlam weekend. Takeover 36 is on the Sunday. That's Cole's last day at the moment, right? He originally, his contract expired after Great American Bash, where, you know, him and O'Reilly left one all. He signed the deal just so that he could put Kyle O'Reilly over properly. 
Um, after that, there's no non there's no non compete. None of that, Malaki. They've made sure there's none of that in the contract, which in and of itself is an important move, and probably suggests that he's moving on. If I was Adam Cole, again, this is complete speculation. Moving away from the reports, I'm looking at the main roster. And I'm thinking I don't know if I can trust they'll be used properly up there. Um, you know, looking at how NXT has fared, is Vince McMahon going to buy into the five foot ten Cole? <laughs> I mean, we all would, but we're not Vince. So it's a it's a very difficult thing, right? Whereas the elite, all great friends. Britt Baker, girlfriend. Uh, AEW, kind of more creative license. Except, ah, it's, it's hard. You know, I feel like he wouldn't have signed the short-term deal if he was already going to sign yeah. the, long, the long-term deal. But who knows? Bruce Wyatt, I don't see him fitting in AEW directly. I... I'd for him, I'd go to TNA where we know they can work with it. They did Broken Universe well. They let him yeah. he'd still have the same creation freedom and they they have precedence of doing that stuff well. So if he wants to continue that way, AEW he might have a whole other character. But I see TNA so impact better off for him. Everyone's right. How dare I? How dare I say such a thing? I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm six foot one. I'm waiting to meet him to get this right because there's discrepancy about his height. First, they say he's six foot one and he's not six foot one because apparently Zach Saber Jr. six foot one or whatever. I think he's probably five foot ten and he wears, you know, those. I, I've got, I had a picture of him. I interviewed him at uh, Download, I think it was. And I'm bigger and I'm not six foot. So there you go. That's all you need to know, really. Bubba, we're closing up the show here, brother. Anything you want to say before we dart off? Punk and Brian will make me actually watch AEW. I just, I don't have, I don't make the time to watch it. You should. But they will make me what, want to make the time for it. Awesome stuff, Bubba. Uh, speaking of someone who makes great time, that's you. Thank you for being here, brother. I'm sure we'll speak to you next week. Uh, take care of yourself, my man. Bye. Take care, dude. Uh, I must say, Upton Avondale coming through. Lakers signed Carmelo Anthony. Years ago, that would have been like, ah! Um, I don't know how many NBA fans are in here, but I'm very excited about that news. Westbrook, James Davis, Mello. I think we've got Dwight Howard back as well. Trevor Ariza. God, it's like a Lakers reunion these days. Tremendous stuff. Um, shame we couldn't get Chris Paul. But anyway, he, he's picked up a ridiculous deal with the Suns. Uh, it's NBA free agency, for those who don't understand. It's a very exciting period of time. Uh, wow, on the minimum as well, I assume, Uptown Avondale. Crazy. Anyway, Sat Inyangi, let's do a quick sweep before we finish up here, shall we? Yeah, let's do this, where, man. Where is everyone going? Shoot. Ric Flair. AEW, woo! To do what? Just to be an ambassador, make an appearance, be a referee for a match, or to be a ring announcer. There are many things they can do. Vince, like I can see, like Cody Rhodes bringing him, bringing him in, like to help with promos or just to be a coach of some sort. This they can, they can make something for him. Is Ric Flair? That's what you need. Not in Jardé, you don't think? You know what? I if they didn't debut Chavo, if they still had Vicky Guerrero, that the, the yeah. mismatch ring then yes. But Ric Flair has a habit of trying to steal the show as a manager. The only time he's, he's ever been calm is with uh, like Triple H and Randy Orton. Most of the times when he's not under Vince's thumb, you can't control him. He, woo, 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 woo. That's Ric Flair for you. So anywhere else outside WWE, you can't control the nature. Daniel Bryan? All Elite Wrestling. I've... Brian Danielson, come on. Final countdown all, or, you know, flat with the Valkyries. I don't know. Come on. I'm almost certain Brian and Punk are both AEW. I would I would almost lay Louis Dangle money on it. What do you, do you think Punk's done? Also, um, also to say, yeah, um, Brian Danielson also is best in the world. Just to let you know, Brian Danielson's best in the world. So it could be Brian Danielson and Darby Allen. That could be the misdirection. Punk, yes, all elite as well. Definitely. I feel like the money, money's probably drying up. Relevancy's probably drying up and he needs, you know, to, 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 you know, he's got a mortgage to pay. He's got a wife and, you know, dogs, you know. It's true. Pepsi. Uh, Pepsi in the fridge. Bray, Bray Wyatt, finally. 
Ooh, Cult of Wyndham. I think uh, probably New Japan. It could be a mixture of New Japan and and All Elite. I can see it because he's got the you know the Wyndham Rotunda pedigree. I can see New Japan reaching out to him. But in terms of creative creativity wise, All Elite. I think it's definitely All Elite once everything's all wrapped up. Mm, I could see Impact. But I reckon um, he's too much to pass. I think he'll end up in AEW some way, shape or form down the road. Uh, Ronald Corey says, the Lakers will not win AD's two injury road. This is true. But if he does stay healthy, it's hard to look past our roster, man. Uh, as long as we can get some sort of free and D players, I do think Lakers have got a shout. Um, but yeah, it's a lot to ask AD and LeBron to stay healthy is the problem. Go Bulls, says James Davidson. Man, I like their move for Lonzo Ball. I always like Lonzo. Partner him with Zach Levine. They've got Markinen, Vucevic. That's a good team. It's a very good team. Who else we got going there? I thought I saw Anton Avendale say he's a Timberwolf. Man, you, you had it all a few years ago. You had Jimmy Butler. You had Cat Wiggins. Now where are you? Go Spurs. Uh, Go Spurs. San Antonio. San Antonio. <laughs> I think we're trying to get Patty Mills on that note. Anyway. Thank you very much, guys, for joining us tonight. Uh, uh, we will be back. Or I will be back, sorry, tomorrow with SP3. Sa'in Yangi will be here next Tuesday, 8 p.m. Uh, Steph Chase is obviously in the place on Thursday. And then we got, uh, it's either Sean Rostap or Louis Dacor on Friday. I don't know yet. Sean Rostap has a sore voice, I'm told. Anyway, I will let you know as that plays out. Until then, we will see you tomorrow here on Wrestling up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough, Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.